Welcome to the Next Level Selling Podcast, where your host, Michael Paul, teaches you the concepts of high-performance selling and going from good to great in your sales game. Whether you're just getting started or have been pursuing sales greatness for years, this podcast will help you maximize your income while having fun along the way. Are you ready to take this thing to the top? Let's go. Now, here's your host of the Next Level Selling Podcast, Michael Paul. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Michael here with the Next Level Selling Podcast. As always, I truly hope you're having a wonderful day, wonderful life. You're getting through day to day and making things happen. Has anyone ever told you, I think you're biting off more than you can chew? Anyone ever said that to you? Have you said it to yourself? Have you ever gone, man, I really think I'm biting off more than I can chew? You know, when I was 17 years old and graduated high school, I had uh, joined the Army. And here's the reason why I joined the Army real quick, because in 1981, when I graduated, I know that's in the history books, but in 1981, when I graduated high school in Apex, North Carolina, uh, a lot of folks don't know this, but the prime rate, the prime interest rate was 18% at that time. And people today think we have high interest rates. It cracks me up. People are complaining about a 3% car note you know, a, a, a 3% home mortgage and people complain about it. The prime rate in 1981 was 18%. And I've had people say, yeah, Mike, but you can go get a CD earning 15%. That's true. But your, your note on your house, you know, was 15, 16, 17, 18%. Times were tough. My dad owned a business back then and quite frankly, went bankrupt, went belly up. Things were truly hard. The reason I joined the army was quite frankly, you know, my dad couldn't afford to feed me. I had to get out of the house and college loans weren't the same back then as they are today. You really, it was almost impossible to get one. My dad made just enough money over the threshold where I couldn't really qualify. And I don't know, maybe at the time I really wasn't cut out for college. I just, I, I wasn't, I made the top half of my high school class possible. And so, uh, you know, kind of got through by the hair of my chinny chin chin. And, uh, I really couldn't even grow a beard back then, but you know, that's a different story. So anyway, um, now I have a beard. I graduated high school. I decided to join the army. And the real reason I joined the army was I'd love to tell you that I was some gung ho patriotic, you know, guy, which I was, we were definitely, I mean, I was definitely a patriotic young man, but I joined the army to help my dad. My dad, quite frankly, you know, I could tell he was struggling to feed, you know, the family and stuff like that. And I thought the best way I could help my dad is to get out of the house. And so I graduated at 17. My birthday wasn't until September. So I graduated in June. I didn't turn 18 until the end of September. My parents had to sign a waiver for me to join the army. And long story short is I raised my right hand, took the oath and September 9th shipped out for basic training. I do remember that when I pulled into Sand Hill in Fort Benning, Georgia, I signed up for an infantry, you know, contract in the 82nd Airborne Division. And I remember pulling into Fort Benning, Georgia into Sand Hill about 3 a.m. in the morning on a bus full of recruits. And there were all these drill sergeants and they were standing on like what, you know, baseball diamonds on like or a softball fields and all the lights were turned on. And I remember some kid on the bus saying, hey, look, we're going to play baseball. And I saw them holding these bats and smacking them in the palms of their hands. And I thought to myself, I think I bit off more than I can chew because I got a feeling we ain't here to play games. And so that drill sergeant gets on the bus, you know, and uh, man, it well, you could hear a pin drop. And I remember this drill sergeant saying, 
you got 10 seconds to get off my bus and nine of them are already gone and you better not touch my boots. And so he turns around and he slowly starts getting off and we're all like trying to grab our gear and not hit him, whatever. And then sure enough, someone pushes me and I slam right into the back of this drill sergeant. All I can tell you is I'm lucky to be alive. Remember, this was 1981. Those of you that know your history know that Vietnam ended only a few years earlier. So all of my drill sergeants, especially in the infantry, were all of these Vietnam combat vets. Oh, dear Lord. These guys are tougher than Chinese woodpecker lips. I mean, they are. I hope that's not a bad thing to say. That's what my first sergeant used to say. So, you know, anyway, Chinese woodpecker lips. I just thought it was funny. I don't even know what they are. But it's, you know, it's got to be tough. Got to be hard. So anyway, I remember him throwing my duffel bag which probably weighed more than me on top of me and then he's like start doing push-ups I'm like with the bag on me I was kind of confused I didn't know what to do and so the whole time I just kept thinking I probably screwed up I absolutely bit off more than I can chew well as my military career went on went on it turned out I was pretty good at it turned out I was a pretty strack soldier so the next thing you know, I go to airborne school. I remember the first time jumping out of a plane. I honestly wasn't really afraid. I was young, stupid, maybe had a death wish. I don't know, didn't care, didn't really think about death. But I remember the first time jumping out of a plane, and I was a little concerned. And I remember saying to myself, I wonder if I bit off more than I can chew. Going airborne. I remember moving through my military career before I went to ranger school, wondering, did I bite off more than I can chew? I remember playing in a rock band for many, many years down in Florida. And I remember the first time getting on stage in front of hundreds and hundreds of people wondering, did I bite off more than I can chew? Can I handle this? Because, you know, it's quite nerve wracking to get in front of people. I remember there's a lot of things I've done in my life that I've said the words, have I bitten off more than I can chew? Have you ever said that? Has a friend or family member said that to you? Hey, ho, maybe you, I think you probably bit off more than you can chew. Well, what I have learned is this, ladies and gentlemen, the fact of the matter is I say always bite off more than you can chew. Just scratch that word never out and put the word always in its place. And in life, you should always bite off more than you can chew. I actually learned this from my dad. I was very young and I was playing football and I'm going to just tell you, I suck at it. I, I was trying to play football in, uh, I think it was JV and, and Apex and, uh, I mean, I sucked. I was terrible at it. I wasn't built for it. I was a small dude. I mean, hell, I was bullied sometimes. I just was not, I was not meant to play football. But I tried it. And I remember coming home and talking to my dad and I said, uh, hey, I, I think I bit off more than I can chew, you know, trying to do this. And I remember my dad looking at me, he said, son, always bite off more than you can chew. What's the worst that's going to happen? Failure? Failure is nothing more than learning another way of how you shouldn't do something. Failure is just an outcome. Failure is literally a, 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 a book written of how not to do something. And then we simply are supposed to learn from our mistakes. Well, that's a whole other podcast, you know, because we don't usually learn from our mistakes. Have you ever looked back on your life and said, man, that was screwed up. And then that was screwed up. And then I did this and that was screwed up. And then I made this mistake. And then I ended up in this bad relationship. And then it took me this long to get out of it. And then ever had that happen, ever have those memories. That's because we're just kind of stupid sometimes. And we just keep making bad decisions. See your life, uh, the success in your life, I, I get it. You know, bad things happen to good people and some things really are 
beyond your control, but how you handle those things is what really matters. I mean, that's what matters. So always bite off more than you can chew. Go for it. As Tony Robbins calls it, you got to stretch. I mean, try it. I don't know what you're doing right now, but if you don't do this, if you're driving a car, but if you can stand up and you can get up on your tippy toes and then raise your hands above your head and reach, reach as hard as you can for the ceiling, reach for the sky if you're standing outside. I mean it, stand up and reach as hard as you can and try to hold that. Keep reaching for 20 seconds, 30 seconds, a minute. How long can you do it? Here's what you're going to find. I'll just go ahead and I'll just go ahead and break it down for you. Pain. You're going to feel pain. Reaching requires pain. You're going to have to stretch. You're going to have to reach for the sky. You're going to have to go for it. You're going to have to bite off more than you can chew. That's the only way we grow as human beings. You're green and growing or you're ripe and rotting. Which is it? Which way is your brain headed? What are you trying to accomplish in your life right now? What are you doing to stretch? What are you doing to reach? What are you doing to get a mouthful of life? You have to bite off more than you can chew. Do you understand where I'm coming from? By the way, this is my upcoming book that should be released hopefully in the next two to three months. That's the only plug I'm going to give it right now. But always bite off more than you can chew. And if you do, then I'll see you guys at the top. Let's make it a great day. Thanks for listening to the Next Level Selling Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And check us out online at facebook.com slash next level selling podcast. Are you ready to go to the next level? Michael is currently accepting applications for one-on-one clients looking to earn a lucrative and predictable income in their sales career through his proprietary mindset methods. Book your one-on-one power call today. Go to mynextlevelcall.com, choose a time that works for you, and book your time with Michael. And remember, we'll see you at the top.